0: The button
1: has been pushed. Commencing podcast now.
0: Shall we go? Yes. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and coming back from vacation. <laughs> that would be me. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And
1: I'm Pedro Rafael Rosa.
0: On this week's show, we discuss the tech headlines of the past few weeks and also take a trip through NASA's online archives because uh, last month was a very big month. For Apollo the, 11. And, uh, yes, and they yes, and had all these other Apollos that they did too that yeah, don't get exactly. as much press. So. Yeah. so if you were hooked by the Apollo 11 uh, mega wasn't? celebration, Who? we have some other resources for you to follow up on. Nice. But uh, in the meantime, uh, some. Oh, oh, do you have a new rant? I, I don't have a rant, but I just wanted, I wanted
1: to mention this because we talked about it just before we, we started recording. We've been doing this for over 10 years now. Yap,
0: yap, yapping away. Yap,
1: yap, yapping away. I think we can legitimately call ourselves podcast OGs. We are original gangsters. We
0: were in this. the first wave. We, we were, were not definitely in the in second, in the you know, post serial no, wave.
1: Uh uh, nah uh. We've been at it for 10 years years. We were talking when nobody was listening. Yeah, nobody was. <laughs> ah, that's true. And they're still not listening, yes. but that's a different story. Congratulations on uh, on 10 years of podcast.
0: Congratulations to you too, sir. Well, thank you.
1: Thank you very much. But yes. I have another I do have a rant actually. Okay. I am going to be ranting about something we touched on a few months ago. I am convinced that set-top boxes, cable boxes, cable packages are going to be the thing that people go to in the future. But they will be connected. They will be more about assembling or collating or aggregating all your internet streaming services because it's getting insane
0: now. The amount of services. issues the amou- to?
1: Not, not only that, but the fact that this show is not going to play on that and that's going to play over here, but it's going to have a, a, an agreement with that. Okay, we've got Hulu, and you know what brought this on? It was actually an email from a listener. Uh Uh-huh. As I've been saying, it's going to cost a lot more money down the road to get all these streaming services, because Orville, I don't know if you've heard, it's been renewed, but only on Hulu.
0: Okay, so you have to subscribe to that to see your show. You have to
1: subscribe to that, and you know what? The whole point of streaming services is you don't want the commercials. Let's be honest. You want to pay for the privilege of not seeing the commercials. So are they
0: going to put commercials on the Orville?
1: They always do on Hulu. If oh, you get yeah. the free tier or the the the, the, the low cost tier, they are commercial breaks.
0: Oh yeah, they do, the do that on the CBS one too. Exactly. Yeah, right. if, if you don't go for the ten dollars or above, then bingo, you get I think at least two to three blocks of pharmaceutical commercials. Yes,
1: <laughs> Pharmaceutical commercials. Yes, and I, it's getting crazy. If you, they're nickel and diming you. I honestly believe that the the whole situation is going to switch back to where set top boxes. With cable packages are going to be the deal because this is crazy. Yeah. It's, you're paying, I'm literally about to pay more for all the services that I have.
0: It's not, uh, it, it doesn't work that well, way. Doesn't for me. Spectrum TV have like an app that runs on Apple TV? So if you had an Apple TV that you're running off mm-hmm. Spectrum's cable service, then you could buy a channel package of them and they get your Hulu, your Netflix, your CBS, your whatever. I've got files now. Okay. And Fios so. doesn't
1: have that. Fios has a whole bunch of on-demand stuff, but it's not as simple to access. And you can't access it online or on any of their apps. You can control their stuff and you can watch stuff, but you can't watch a lot of their on-demand stuff. So it's insane. It's becoming the Wild West. I think it's going to go back
0: to the I future. I think some people are just going to say the hell with it and go back to their rabbit ears and <laughs> their broadcast TV. Honest,
1: honestly, I think I might. I think I might just have one service, and if I can't see a show, I can't see a show. But I can tell you right now what's going to end up happening is piracy is going to go back up. Yeah. People aren't going to be able to pay this much
0: money. Well, when you get into three and $400 a month for easily. all the services, if you have easily. a cable thing on top of that, if you've got broadband pipe tied in yep. with that as well. Yep.
1: Easily. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking. There's always good stuff on PBS. Maybe we should just go back to broadcast. Absolutely. Old school is the the new school.
0: Yes. Just get your old rabbit ears, your digital antenna. That's right. Free TV. Free TV. There you go. All right rant over all right so so let's um let's start in queens here the really? mighty borough of queens the, mighty borough. the most diverse borough of all it the boroughs indeed greatest restaurants in new york yes uh, the arthur Ashe stadium there in queens uh, gets most of its press around the u.s open tennis tournament that every year you know kind of around labor day late august early september they i do lived all the very tennis near there, there for a long time Yes, uh, but the facility just hosted a massive event for another giant sporting event—the Fortnite World Cup. Really? Yes, they—it was packed. It's wow! All, things of this on the news, and the whole stadium was, And this was all around a big esports tournament. So uh, this was the Fortnite World, and they had it several. They had, I think, they had a whole weekend of various tournaments. But when they got to the individual player. Championship. Uh, a yeah. sixteen-year-old Kyle Buga uh beat better-known players and professional streamers and won the tournament with fifty-nine points, which earned him three million dollars of, of a grand prize for playing Fortnite. This I, is a thing I, now. I, you can I, you I can just, make millions of dollars when you're sixteen playing video games. So why am I telling my kid not to play so many video games? I think you need this to get into practice. I think I think so. Esports training for that boy. Wow. Yeah. So so the sixteen-year-old one. He says that. He, Wasn't quite sure he was going to... He was a little dazed, you know, when all the news cameras came rushing at him. So he wins a $3 million grand prize. Harrison Psalm Chang, a 24-year-old, former professional Heroes of the Storm player, won second place. He got $1.8 million in the second place. And as CNN noted, at 24, uh, Chang, the the runner-up, was one of the oldest players in the tournament. And he noted to the channel, it's great representing the old dudes. Experience and composure trump everything. And then he also told the organization... Fortnite is a young man's game though. Okay, this, this guy's twenty-four. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old yeah, he's an old man. Um but yeah, they the pictures on the news, just the stadium was filled. They had the whole esports tournament setting with all of the big high-end PCs and everyone with their headsets. And this right. was a big thing. Boomy, if you're listening, plug in. Yeah. Start playing now. Yeah. Get your chops out. Yeah. Yes. Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. Yeah. All right. So, so while well, he's uh, working on his, his Fortnite, um, and here, well, here's, here's another uh, perhaps money-making opportunity for okay. some. Uh, you may have seen the Equifax payout post going around your social media accounts. I have. Yes, it is legitimate, um, but there's more to it than just everyone gets $125, which is sort of the takeaway that a lot of people are, are going with. Right. Now, as you may recall, Equifax, one of the three main credit bureaus, had a massive data breach in 2017 that stole the personal information of more than 147 million people including credit card numbers, social security numbers, and other identifying information. So this just was, they got your email address. It was like they got some serious, uh, legitimate information about Mm -hmm, you. mm -hmm. And the Federal Trade Commission was not happy and uh, making Equifax pay out a $700 million settlement to customers for the hassle and potential identity theft problems resulting from that breach and lack security surrounding thereof. Uh, If you apply, you may be able to get 10 years of free credit monitoring or a check or a prepaid card in the amount of $125 depending on how badly you got burned by all this. And if you really had to deal with active identity theft, like you can prove that someone swiped your identity because Equifax left the door open mm-hmm. and people got all your numbers, the payout could be as much as $20,000, but you have to prove your are suffering right. uh, with all of your uh, accounts and going back and forth and showing that your identity was ripped off. But,, uh, to get started on all this, or even to find out if you were eligible, uh, you have to go to the Equifax Settlement page, and we'll have a link uh, to that on our show page as well. Mm-hmm. But so you go to the Equifax Settlement page. You type in the last six digits of your social security number and your last name. See if your info is compromised, people was like, well, I don't want to give them my digits?" And I'm like, they already have them Ooh, of as they you do. know the game away. Yeah. so <laughs> exactly. so, uh, so if you and I know, know much more about you anyway. So, so the six digit thing, just type it in. It'll tell you if you are eligible for compensation. And if you are, then you click through and you have uh, different options, like how badly were you burned and all of this. And you can choose if you get to the $125 page card, you can ask for either a check or a prepaid card in that amount. The check has to be cashed within 90 days. A prepaid mm-hmm. card, you know, lasts until you spend it. So it has options there, but there's also a lot of carefully worded fine print in the agreement. Bottom line is there's a limited amount of money in the payout pool, $125, uh, not for all of these 147 million people who were ripped off. So if you look really close, uh, it says that you may get less or They may just go till the money runs out. So you have to read that fine print very carefully. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you do nothing, if you just ignore, it's like Equifax, don't have time for it. And then later, a few years down the road, your social security number or your identity gets ripped off. And they bought that number from the data that they bought online from this breach. If you don't do anything now, you waive your right to sue them in the future for screwing you over. Lovely. Yes. So read the fine print. We'll have more information on this and a link to the settlement site on the show page. But I I went and signed up for it. Uh, I think
1: I'm going to do the same.
0: I mean, because even if you just get the $125, Why that not? ain't nothing, you know. I might do it while you're talking. Yes. Just, just uh, to be safe. Yes. Ma- make sure you click on the legit link and, and not on the, you know, any. I'm sure there's a ton of copycat sites. Oh, my God. Are, I bet you there are. That popped up, so... So you do that, and I will move on with the news because we're going to talk about facial recognition technology, and I know that oh, gives you the that, Wiggins. That does indeed. That yes. does indeed. Lovely. Yes. Uh, the use of sophisticated facial recognition technology is becoming widespread around the world from passwordless access to phones and computers on immigration checkpoints and all these various uh, places where we have to show our face. But the uh, use of the tools by the Chinese authorities to identify and punish protesters in Hong Kong is showing off the more sinister side of the software. Oh, boy. Hong Kong, once a uh, former British colony until 1997, uh, is now a special administrative region of China. And uh, it's also the site of ongoing clashes the past several months over a proposed extradition treaty. Now, as the New York Times reports, both the protesters and police in Hong Kong have turned physical identity into a weapon. Protesters wear masks or otherwise cover their faces to try to elude government cameras But protesters are also snapping photos of the police and running them through their own database and exposing their identities online. There's been reports of the cops trying to make people look at their phones so they can unlock it and get all their information. So it's getting really brutal there. But all this is around facial identity Uh and trying to ID people. So uh, where all this ends remains to be seen, um, but it is a rather kind of totalitarian, brutal use of the technology. And we are going to be keeping an eye on that. What have I been saying? What have I been—that's all. That's it. I'm not Yes, gonna, yes.
1: I'm not saying anything else. Yes, yes. I, I, I'm I, not the person that says— If you would have like,
0: listened to me. If you would have listened, but no, that's yes. okay. All right. Um, how's your settlement going?
1: That's going. I'm filling in my information. Filling in your information. Speak. Oh,
0: yeah. Now, reports of Amazon's Alexa listening into conversations when she's not supposed to be listening are uh, commonplace, um, and they've even turned up in TV show plot lines. But Apple's Siri assistant and the contractors behind her have also been exposed as potential eavesdroppers. Have you turned Siri off on your phone? Ah, uh, no. Okay, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll listen up here. Hold on, I can only do one thing at a time true. on my phone. Get, let get me, your let me, money first. Let me, and then, let me then turn my money off your first Siri. And I'll
1: turn Siri off. Yes.
0: The Guardian of London reported that people who uh, did spoken word Siri requests, that little recording of your voice may be uploaded to Apple servers for analysis and total strangers may be listening to those recordings. And the hitch with this is, yeah, when you ask Siri something directly, then, you know, you're you're making this request. Um, And Apple issued a statement saying that it's all part of its effort to improve the voice assistant. But uh, the thing that's happening here, uh, and that the Guardian has spoke with an unnamed Apple contractor, um, it's the uh, situations where Siri is unintentionally invoked. Because uh, if you have the Hey Siri thing on, there's been uh, video recordings of, of Siri popping to life when someone said uh in a news thing. So <laughs> so sometimes she's, she pops on and she's listening <sighs> even when you don't want her to. And these contractors who are analyzing these voice recordings are... Overhearing conversations that uh, users may not want to have recorded in the first place, um, as the contractor told the Guardian, there have been countless instances of recordings or featuring private discussions between doctors and patients, business deals, seemingly criminal dealings, sexual encounters, and so on. Uh, and these recordings are coming by user data showing vacation contact deals and app data. So oh there you have it. So I thought
1: they were supposed to be the company that cared about our privacy.
0: Yeah, uh, well I, I guess maybe Siri's going rogue here so turn her <laughs> off <or> and <laughs> he get money. Rogue. I told you yes. again, I told you so people. Yes. I, I'm not I am just saying. Yeah, you you saw it coming way I back when. did indeed. Yes. Now let's uh, let's talk about uh, the weather. You mentioned it was uh, four hundred and sixty-five degrees outside. A bit steamy. Yes. yes. Uh, weather data shows the Earth uh, has been increasing, uh, increasingly hot, shall we say, uh, all over the place the past several years, um, and uh, has a lot of people trying to beat that scorching heat. But could personal air conditioning become a thing? The first flight crowdfunding platform created by Sony uh, has a product with such potential. It's called the Rion Pocket, and it weighs about three ounces, and it's about the size of an average card wallet. And it uh, this little doodad fits in the back of a custom undershirt that's got a pocket for it. It's a rechargeable device that's controlled over a smartphone Bluetooth connection and uh, can either cool down or warm up the wearer. So it's basically you have this little heating cooling unit that sits in the back of an undershirt that you can control with your smartphone. So, they're saying it actually makes you cooler or, or warmer. Um, the crowdfunding campaign for the Rayon Pocket is about 85% to its goal. And if it makes that bank, the gadget will go on sale next year in Japan for about 110 to $130. Mm. Would, you, would you want a, a pocket air conditioner? I would air conditioner? four of them.
1: Really? I just seriously at four Just of
0: them. wear them like a... I would glue it to my forehead.
1: Mm-hmm. Seriously, especially on days like today.
0: Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, we'll see if personal air conditioning comes around. It is kind of an interesting idea, and, and it's all crowdfunded. Gotcha. Now, the hunger for metrics and adulation has uh, some young Instagram users trading their privacy for uh, post-performance data. Bloomberg reports that users as young as Instagram's minimum age of 13 years old are converting their personal accounts to business accounts so they can get that more tools thing that lets them see analytics and and metrics and things. But the hitch here is that business accounts need to display a phone number or email uh, to the public as you would for a regular business. Of course. Which is problematic for privacy if you're a 13-year-old to be giving out family information or your email address. Very true. Because the social currency factor has gotten uh, so cutthroat and competitive, Instagram has been experimenting with the idea of removing the like count on posts, um, but haven't really committed all the way to that yet, so stay tuned. But I guess this whole Instagram like thing, like, People are just basing their whole self worth on these things.
1: It really, they they really are. Yeah. It's insane. Again.
0: Again. Yes. Saw
1: it coming. Saw it coming. Yes.
0: You know, it's just me. It's just me. I'm sorry. Yes, yes. I I
1: filed my claim, by the way. I know people were breathlessly waiting for this.
0: So, so does it say the checks in the mail, Mr. Rosado? Checks in the mail. That's exactly right. Now I'm taking a screen grab. Yeah. Get the screen grab and then go turn your Siri off. Uh (laughs) Now, now also in privacy news, the European Union's Court of Justice. (laughs) The Hall of Justice? Yes, uh, has ruled that websites that embed one of Facebook's like buttons are jointly responsible for any data processed when that page loads. This means that third-party sites must obtain informed consent from the site visitors prior to data being transferred to Facebook, or they must be able to demonstrate a legitimate interest and legal basis for processing this information themselves. As TechCrunch reports, the ruling is significant because, as it currently seems to be the case, Facebook's like buttons transfer personal data automatically when a web page loads without the user even needing to interact with the plugin, which means if websites are relying on visitors consenting to their data being shared with Facebook, they will likely need to change how the plugin functions to ensure no data is sent to Facebook prior to visitors being asked if they want their browsing to be tracked by the enormous social network. Yeah, so, so that could be, Europe is, you know, they're coming after them with Good. this privacy stuff. As they should, honestly, as they should. Yeah, so, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but but let's uh, have a few phone items. I know okay. smartphones make you happier
1: yes, than, they do. than they drones do. and privacy things. Tablets make me even more happy, but that's a different story.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, uh, well, Google's Pixel Four. Yes. Um, uh, uh, They're already f- coming out with a four. They are. It's it's on the it's on the way. Uh, the company has offered a sneak peek at some of the new features right. uh, which the Pixel Four will contain. Okay. The new phone will be the first device with Google's Soli, a motion sensing radar technology. That allows you to skip songs, snooze alarms, and silence phone calls just by waving your hand. So we're getting a little, like, maybe connect motion sensor mm. thing uh, built into the phone. And this is Google developing this motion sense technology. Okay, so Apple will have it next year? Uh, yes, they'll, they'll get around to it at some point. Okay. The Soli system will also proactively uh, turn on the face unlock sensors, uh, thinking that if you're picking up the phone, maybe you're going to want to unlock it with your face. And so it just gets those sensors ready to go so you don't have to pause or you don't have to hold it in a certain way. Mm-hmm. So they're working on that, and if the phone and the algorithms recognize you, the phone will just unlock as you pick it up in one motion so you don't even have to, like, stick it in front of your face. And uh, it'll also work in almost any screen orientation, so even if you're holding it upside down, uh, you can still use it for secure payments and app authentication. Fascinating. Yeah, so that's—
1: Because uh, it's very difficult to just turn your phone around. I, I know, mean, it's, you
0: know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, i
1: personally complained
0: yes, uh, so much about that. I think they, they heard you. Of course. i to go buy Pixel 4. <laughs> yeah, not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Samsung is prepping the reboot of the Galaxy Fold. Really? <laughs> Remember that unfortunate yes. little phone? Yeah. Yes. As we may recall, uh, the company yanked the original Galaxy Fold shortly before its late April launch date after reviewers reported a variety of problems with the folding screen, including breaking, bulging, and flickering. <laughs> As it returns from the lab, the changes to the Galaxy Fold's design include reinforcements in several areas, like the screen, internal structure, and hinge area, Mm because the the hinges were popping off there, too. There you go. Uh, The new launch date for the revamped device is scheduled for sometime in September. No firm date yet, but that does kind of put it into the competition zone with Samsung's own Galaxy Note 11 and Apple's annual fall iphone Apalooza. palooza Right. So so we'll see how it survives uh, that particular Thunderdome. And finally and finally on the topic of phones but perhaps uh, phones and a trip to the wayback uh, machine yes uh, Gizmodo notes that this month marks the 15th anniversary of the iconic Motorola razor flip phone that enjoyed quite a bit of popularity in the mid-aughts before smartphones came to town in 2007 and yeah. ruined everything for yep, them yep. Uh, the Razer, not to be confused with the StarTac from 96, which was the Captain Kirk iconic flip phone there. That, that was my jam. Yes. That was my jam. I still have it at home. Yeah, the Razer was the slim down right. uh, icon of its own uh, that that everyone had. Uh, it's also said to be getting a reboot sometime later this year, so maybe some retro moments uh, oh, coming your cool. way. Yeah. Another folding phone. Perhaps this one will work better than the the Galaxy Fold. So so they're working on that. And uh, for those who like antique software, the Petapixel site has a fun video out on what Photoshop was like back in 1988 with a run-through of the Betaware running on an old Mac with System 7. Why? They just I think they want to see how much the software had changed. And I, I watch this video because I use Photoshop every day. Yes. And there are still menus and certain elements in there that have been there since, since the Photoshop the beta. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a it's a little more antique, and I think it it had problem like saving files over like you know probably twenty k or whatever. You know, it was very primitive back in the day.
1: Let me tell you something. It's not eighty eight, but I still use a Photoshop seven.
0: So you know it I'm was just a saying. good version. A lot of people good did version. not want to go with that Creative Cloud thing. So. I I I fought
1: it until they gave it to me for free. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So, so
1: I ain't paying for it.
0: Yes. So so if you like the antique software, we'll have a link to the Petapixel site. It's good times, people, if you like looking at ah, the way we used to be. Yes, exactly. The the innocent days. Yes, with our chunky windows and tiny screens. But for anyone out there who wants to know more about all the things we talked about in the news segment today and uh, a link to the Equifax settlement forum, you can find it all at PopTechJam.com <coughs> Thank you very much. Up next, NASA. So as our listeners may have noticed, we uh-huh. were away for two, three weeks yes, there. Yes, we were. I, was, I was off teaching a class. Yes, you and were. And you were doing... Grand Kaiser-like things. Yes, grand and,
1: Kaiser-like things. Not just um, Kaiser-like things. Grand Yes, Kaiser-like things.
0: Uh, but but during that period, of which we were, were not around, the uh-huh. whole 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon landing mission happened. 50 years. Yes. I don't know where you were. I was on July 20th when they had the anniversary of the, the first step on the moon and all of the TV shows went nuts. And NASA replayed the original footage from 50... They had CBS's original footage where they would built the fake set that kind of simulated what it might look like mm-hmm, up there just mm-hmm. because they could, really couldn't do fancy graphics. And Wait, hold
1: on a second. Was that why this whole stupid, like, fake moon land Yeah, thing yeah, that, that was
0: part of it because people saw the CBS thing that was oh clearly God. a set and got confused. And CBS had all the things that CBS simulation at the bottom of it. It just didn't run constantly through it. So, so they had done this very elaborate set to show let people visualize how the lander was going down. And so that, that, I think, partly fueled the the moon hoax. I think some people just thought it was a hoax to begin with, even without, you know, seeing the set. But they, the uh, flat earth type people. Yeah, the um, jackholes basically. Yeah, so, so they ran the original foot fl- and they timed it too, so that at 1056, you know, when it goes out, like they had mapped that to that part of the day. Wow. So it was very exciting. I, I was born then. I don't really remember it. So it was nice to see, and also just see how ancient... The, the graphics on TV right. were at the time. But they also had a lot of books and movies that came out. There was that Apollo 11 movie that was used a lot of digitally restored and mm-hmm, right. uh, archival footage that not many people had seen that they put together as a whole new documentary from NASA sources to show the whole mission. And you can, I think you can get that on iTunes for like 10 bucks. And CNN showed it a couple of times over the, the moon landing weekend. So there was some new stuff that's come out yep. since the original so I was saying, well, you know, this is great, and Apollo 11, this was a major achievement, man-walked on the moon. Mm-hmm. For anyone who got their appetite kind of revved up by, by all of the coverage that this one got, I say, you know, there's stuff that for, for those people, too. You yeah. know, there's Apollo 8 that had the great photographs and, you know, a couple of tragic Apollo missions. I think 1 and 13 were bad. But many, many things that if you were interested in the space program, because this was really sort of like the first major... Events that we had, you know, they had Mercury, that Gemini, and then Apollo was the stuff that really brought home the goods. Yes, and, indeed. And so, if you were interested in that, but didn't know where to look, there are many things that are still online. NASA has some wonderful archives out there. We'll link to those. Cool. um You can see all of the missions. They dumped all of the sound clips, particularly from Apollo 11, like all the iconic lines, one small step for man, a bunch of guys, you know, couldn't breathe the returning blue, all of that stuff that you heard replayed over that weekend. Those are actually in the Internet Archive, and you can get those sound clips for free. Awesome. Um, so those are there. We'll have a link to those. Guess what I'm doing. Yes. Uh, there's a whole list of all of the NASA Apollo missions, so you can read all about each and every one and what happened when. Because wow. they were going to the moon up to like, seven day, too. Yes, they did. So those are there. But if you really just wanted to know more about Apollo 11, because maybe you call a little thing here, a little thing there, you know, in July when they were doing this— Google Arts and Culture has done a very nice uh, dedicated site to the Apollo 11 mission. Uh, And if you go to it, we'll have a link to it on the show page as well. But as you scroll through it, they have all of these great photos Mm. and videos, stuff that it's perfectly free just to go look at. They have um, broken it up into uh, life in orbit, like what the astronauts are wearing, what they were eating. They have pictures of the liftoff when it first took off uh, to, to go to the moon in the first place. And just a ton of stuff. So if you want a compact, don't want to, like, bop around the NASA site to different places or read different books. If you just sort of want a, a one-stop shopping just to absorb mm-hmm. the Apollo 11 mission, the Google Arts and Culture site is very good. And we will link to that as well. Did they so, really take Tang up? I don't believe that. Really? I know it was Tang? invented as part. Yeah, I, I did a whole semester in college on Tang and, you know, six for a dollar macaroni and cheese. It was my semester of orange food. There you go. Um, Because we was Poe. Yes, but, um, indeed. I
1: remember Tang. I used to steal ketchup packets from ketchup packet sandwiches. Mm -hmm. College was rough. Yeah, you know, Mm
0: -hmm. times was hard. Um, But Tang, did did they really invent that? Well, Tang and freeze Dyed ice cream and a couple of things I know came out of the space program because they were developing these things for for use in space. Tang is nasty. It's a little sugary, but... Yeah, you know, those little orange crystals. Oh, and, I drank it like like water yeah. back in the day, but you know, you drink it now. Yeah, and you're like, it's ooh, like yeah. wow, yeah, ooh, zowie. Yeah, and then then they like branch off into different flavors, like oh, your course, grape yeah. tang, they, and they yeah. they start
1: messing around with it. That's just that's not the best yeah. stuff. It's that crazy orange.
0: Yeah, and no, I that I, doesn't occur in nature. I remember because it had like vitamins and stuff in it that supposedly. Could, yeah, yeah, supposedly. yeah no, I, I remember a lot of tang, a lot of you know freeze dried everything. Yeah. And you know, the ice cream and also that moon cheese, which I think you can buy in the gift shop of yes. the uh, National Air and Space Museum. In and D. you can C. buy it in
1: the Science Museum over in Queens.
0: Yeah. So so if you just mm-hmm. have a hankering for a hunk of <laughs> dried cheese. <laughs> yes. Who doesn't? Yes. Who doesn't? Uh, it's there. Desiccated cheese. <laughs> um, it's a s- great band name. It would that be. is a great band name. All Trademark right. PTJ. Yes. Get the logo going. Um, So we'll have a link to all of these Apollo and NASA resources uh, for those whose interest in space may have been awakened by all the coverage in Mm. July of Apollo 11. Or if you just want to see everything in one place, go to our show page. You'll find it there at PoptickJam.com. And now it's time to go.
1: Yes, we have to thank the bros. Thank you, bros. Thank you, bros. bros BuiltByBros.com. Build something with the bros. If you think it, they will build it.
0: And thank you, listeners. I know we've been away for a while, and and we have a little more time off uh, coming up this summer. But we're going to do a few shows here in yeah, between. We'll, we'll
1: squeeze in a couple of shows.
0: Yeah, just you know, to keep up because as, as you get closer to the fall, the, the new tech products come out. Yeah, uh, that's when
1: the the heavy uh, heavy stuff starts. Yeah, we got
0: this this new fold and this new note and whatever Apple's doing. So yeah, stuff for us to snark on. Yeah, there'll, there'll be some things to talk about. They so. should really bring back the Star if they were smart. That was. A it yep, mm-hmm. such a classic. Yes. You yes. remember everyone, you loosen the hinge a little bit so you can get that oh, Captain yeah. Kirk clip going. What yeah. do you think I did? It was mm-hmm. like the first thing I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good times, man. Good times. Good times. All right. So until next time, when we're back with more, I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And
1: I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado.
0: So make sure you get your check. Yes. Tang. <laughs>